Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. I'm Christine Guthrie. I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Thanks for listening. This week, we had Chris Ladley come over to be interviewed by us. You know, when they're taking selfies with, like, a mountain of meat. Chris is the chef from Quincy Street Bistro in South St. Louis. I really enjoyed his thoughts about how we should enjoy food, drink, uh, meals with each other, fellowship with each other, as he put it. As he said, we're all just really here to enjoy ourselves. Life is short, so make the most of it while you can. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy our interview with Chris. Bye. Hi, Chris. Hello. What's up? Not much. How are you? Oh, we're, I'm ready to drink. <laughs> I know you're pouring some very uh, tasty beverage here. What is this? It's uh, the Fader Saison from Perennial, um, mm. large format. I don't really know much about it. Uh, it was a gift from my friend Troy Kabrowski from the the uh, the Brewers Guild. Yeah, good guy. That we were most Sundays we hang out at my friend Max's house. Mm-hmm. Max Crass. Ma- yeah, Max who owns uh, Ices. Mm-hmm. Um, the garage behind his parents' house in Webster. The you know the the Duke Saloon. Yes. Where yes. we had the the Feast of Kings. Where yes. We're there pretty much every Sunday just hanging out, nice. cooking something, having a good time, and it was right after the the Heritage Festival downtown. I walked in, and Troika was like, hey, here, have a nice beer. <laughs> so, um, and it's from Perennial, so it, cool. it's not going to be bad. Awesome. Cool. All right, well, Very cheers good. to you, and thanks for cheers. coming. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Here we are. Mm. I like that. That's tasty. Nice, uh, kind of apple taste at the end there, kind of mm. like cidery. Yeah. It's almost like one of those sour beers, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of floating between saison and a sour, but it's not too. Yeah, yeah, I like that better. Good. Yeah, I'm not a big sour beer person. Neither am I, but actually. I would drink that a lot. Very so. nice. I'm mostly about IPAs and stouts, and some pilsners, like good pilsners, not like you know, Budweiser. Sorry, Budweiser, but um, <laughs> Budweiser is horrible. Yes, it is. Um, Just but... don't say a bad thing about Bush. Yeah, that's my beer of choice. Well, mine's yeah. stag. I like stag on draft. That's why Quincy that, Street. I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Stag in a can, not so much, but stag on draft. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really we drink a lot of that at, at Quincy Street. Well, if you get a shot of bourbon next to it, I think the stag in a can is just fine. If you have a shot of bourbon next to anything, it pretty yeah, much makes yeah. it better. <laughs> you know? Life will be good. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, so Chris, what is it that you do in town? I'm the executive chef at Quincy Street Bistro. Awesome. In South St. Louis. And how long have you been at Quincy for? I've been at Quincy's coming uh, in a month from now. It'll be two years. Very good. Cool. Cool. Two years. Before that, I was chef at Herbie's Vintage 72 mm-hmm. in the Central West End. Mm-hmm. I was there for almost two years. Mm-hmm. And before that, I've just been, I've, I've been everywhere. Yeah. I worked for Gerard at all of his restaurants oh, at, at one point in time. and mm-hmm. so. Very cool. Um, how long have you been in the industry for? I've been in the service hospitality industry since, since I was 15. Yeah. Hmm. Um, started as a busboy at Uncle Bill's in South County, which wow. is no longer there. Hmm. Then I was working 
there were a couple third shifts that I had to work, which was the 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift. And one night, a couple of the cooks, I guess they got pulled over. Mm-hmm. And so Armando was the only one in the kitchen, and he was he's like, here, he threw me an apron, and I was making pancakes and frying French fries. Mm-hmm. So that was my first kitchen gig, and then off and on cooking, and then I took a break from that and did more front of house stuff, uh, worked in bars and nightclubs for a while, and then that, that got tiring. And then, say back in 2009... Um, we had a chance to open a small restaurant in the Bebo area mm-hmm. called the Wicked Lady Pub, and we opened that up, and that was like, I just went head first back into kitchens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was a good time. Very cool. Short-lived, we were only open for like 10 months. Mm-hmm. Okay, I never heard of it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it was super short, but we got great reviews. We were we had people coming out from like 70 in Cave Springs, driving wow. down to the Bebo. That's cool. You know. What kind of food was it? Um, we called it drinking food, so <laughs> like it, so nice. it, it wasn't just pub food. Um, so we had pizzas, we had fish and chips, scotch eggs, um, best scotch eggs in the city. Uh, but then we did burgers, but we did our burgers were done Juicy Lucy style. Hmm. So we had the cheese in the middle of them. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Cool. So we had our signature sauce, the Wicked Sauce, which was like a 12 different chili, pepper, peach barbecue <laughs> that went on everything. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it, it it was a good time. We cooked some great food, made some great people. It's just with the neighborhood went uh, went a bad direction at that time, and sure, yeah, rent you know was up and equipment was breaking, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's best to get out and stop the bleeding sometimes. Yeah, we all kind of sat down and went, um, it's not worth it anymore. So yeah, so uh, what's it like working with Gerard Kraft? Oh, Gerard's. I've got the utmost respect for Gerard. Um, working for him was great because when you were on your when you were on your game, mm-hmm. he would come up and be like, "Hey, you did a great job." And when you were off your game, he made sure that <laughs> you knew why and sure. that you never, ever, ever did again. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, he was, you know, he's just the way he runs his his company, the food he makes, and the the quality of cook that his restaurants breed hmm. are just, just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, they're so well run, well staffed hmm. and the focus on just hospitality over service is just, I mean, it's amazing. I've, I've got the utmost respect for Gerard. Um, when I came back from France, I was looking for a job and I just hit him up and he was like, yeah, come to Pasteria. Hmm. Cool. So yeah, he's I mean, great guy. Done tons for the city's mm-hmm. dining and hospitality scene. Sure. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he's just, he's outside of work. We hug out like I think once or twice <laughs> driving around, uh, getting ready for some events. But I mean, you know, you can sit and talk to him about music, punk rock tattoos or food or, or whatever. Yeah. He's just yeah. super passionate and driven and he breeds that in all of his cooks. Very neat. Yeah. You know. Yeah, everyone we talked to about him, they had nothing but good things to say about him. Which is weird because usually you think something like that, uh, usually he's got to be like, oh, like a raging asshole to work with. But everyone seems to say that he, at least he's never an asshole undeservedly. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you deserve it, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, if you do something completely stupid and boneheaded, you know, he'll call you on it. But, 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 but that's his job. Sure, absolutely. You, yeah. you know, is to make sure that everything is consistent and proper every single time. You know, I mean, it, it was, it was never anything over the top like throwing pans. At, sure. At, 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 no, Gordon Ramsay stuff. No, it was 
a lot more of like the fatherly. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Like, hey, I know you can do a lot better than this. Why yeah. did you choose to not work to your potential? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, that's so great. You tuck yeah. your tail, hang your head in shame, and go back to your cutting board. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> go, oh man. Nice. Yeah, like I don't know. He just had this way of like crawling inside your head, hmm. and you kind of felt like you know a piece of crap. But at the same time, it was like you know what. I am better. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I put that up half-assed. Mm-hmm. Sure, wow, that's you know, great. And, yeah, I mean, and, and to work for him, I mean, I think is one of, you know, if you get a spot in any of Gerard's restaurants, if you get to go work with Kevin Willman or you get to go work with Kevin Nash, and, oh, yeah, great um, I mean, you should be honored to work there because they're some of the best restaurants in the country, mm-hmm. you know. So it's your job. It's your duty mm-hmm. to, to give it 100% every time. Sure. You know, because people spend their hard-earned money totally. in your restaurant. Do you feel like you yourself have started to uh, be in a way towards those that work for you? Um, my crew at Quincy Street, with the exception of one or two guys, they're all young. They're all fresh out of mm. out of cooking school. Mm-hmm. They've definitely tried to breed that thing of finesse. And that's mm. one thing that Gerard figuratively beat into you, was that <laughs> finesse is not like, Tweezers and microgreens. Sure, yeah, yeah. Finesse isn't precision. Finesse is giving a shit. Like, mm. like finesse is not just putting that you know your fries on the plate. It's making sure that they're stacked up nicely. Mm-hmm. Like, finesse is actually caring about the fact that someone is going to eat this food. They're paying for this food. They came in to have an experience with us. So finesse is caring. You know, it's not just I make the burger, I put the burger on the bun, and I throw it, all, you know, on yeah. the plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what I try and teach these young guys. Mm. Now is, hey, you know, instead of just plopping French fries onto a plate at the bistro, make sure they're in a nice pile that stands up and has some yeah. height. Yeah. You know, like, just, it, it's, it's those little things that make, that turn a good restaurant into a great restaurant. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of good restaurants in St. Louis. Yeah. And there, there's, there, there's there's some great restaurants in St. Louis, but with a cuisine that we have at Quincy Street, we're not. It's not fine dining, mm-hmm. it's not super conceptual. It's burgers, sandwiches, entrees. So, do we want to be the place that has good burgers or the place that has great burgers? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it it's just that little extra. It's the the small details, and that's what I learned from Gerard was you know hey don't just plop it on a plate, put it. In its place, it's there for a reason, and 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 care every plate you you send out. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to care about, including your last one of the night. Mm-hmm. You're only as good. You're only as good as as your last plate of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's five minutes till the kitchen closes. That person comes in and orders a well done steak. You know, with five minutes and that, that'd be me. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> not but, well done, but yeah, yeah. but you know, like you know, if you just like go, oh, it's. You know, it's it, it's after close. I could be done by now, and you just flop it on the plate. You just set your bar for your. You, you could have had the best service, mm-hmm. but if that if that late night diner that comes in with that special request, if you just half ass it just to get out and get done and go home, then you know you're pretty much setting your own personal bar of okay. You know what? I'm I'm actually only this good. You know, mm-hmm. I'm only good enough to slap crap on a plate and you know and push it out. So. Do you feel like to some degree that all uh, chefs and cooks are uh, masochists? Um, s- some, almost all chefs and cooks are masochists, like internally. 
Like we beat yeah. we beat ourselves up yeah. twenty four hours a day. Yeah. There are some that do it outwardly too that yeah. that that enjoy <laughs> messing. You know, sure. You know, I mean, you know, there's the occasional towel snap every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or whatever. But I mean, I've worked for for some people who would who would you know throw pans and yeah, so throw you know throw onions at you. But all that does is make you want to work just hard enough not to get yelled at. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. You know, and to me, I'd rather have people want to be there take pride in, in what they do not just work just hard enough so they don't get something thrown at them mm-hmm. or get yelled at but yeah we're all we're all really messed up in the head <laughs> yeah I mean like, yeah. You, you can't you can't work 12 to 16 hour days 6 7 days a week in a 110 degree kitchen surrounded by knives and fire if you aren't n- n- no sane person would do that yeah. you know yeah so we're all we're, we're all pretty nuts yeah. some of us are just better at containing it like controlling it you know indeed yeah, yeah. we're all nuts and anyone who, who says I'm I'm a chef and I'm perfectly sane that they're they're a liar because yeah. you, you you have to be yeah you know to devote your time and your effort and work 80 hours a week mm-hmm. to feed people who probably won't appreciate it anyway well yeah I mean or hopefully they will yeah yeah I hope so yeah but you aren't doing it for the recognition. You're doing it, you know, you're the, the, the man behind the curtain pulling the strings. Yeah. You know, like, the customers should never think about how hard you worked for it. Because they aren't here to think about you. They're here to, to have a good time, have fellowship with their friends, and create memories and, and, and experience. Yeah. You know, we're just the ones behind the curtain. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Either a chef, <laughs> ironically. Yeah. Which I, I would totally time machine myself back and go don't do it yeah. um or I, honestly i wanted to work for jim henson Ooh, nice. uh, so? answer. Uh, i wanted to be a muppeteer ah. um and i mean I, I would build my mom would go to the fabric store and get scraps of foam and hmm. or if she didn't i'd like oh, wow. i'd like take the the egg crate foam mattress liner off my sister's bed when she wasn't there <laughs> and make puppets out of it you know that's great you know use like wire hangers and stuff and foam and duct tape to mm-hmm. make to make things, and I would do the voices. And Ooh, nice. Can you do any good voices? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> I I could, but we would need about probably six more bottles of that beer. Fair and, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I have to be well lubricated to start doing Some that. Other day. Who are your Who are your favorites? Um, Fozzie, because it doesn't oh, matter right. how many times Fozzie got booty, he always kept yeah. going at it. Yeah. And then uh, and then Gonzo, because Gonzo just didn't really fit in, but he was like, I, oh, okay. Yeah, he owned it. He's like, he's like, I'm me. I love chickens. What? Do something about it. I'm gonna shoot myself out of a cannon though. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. You're actually the first person who said a chef. Yeah. How, how old were you when you realized that? Um, I always loved cooking. The grade school that I went to, um, in the West End, was mm-hmm. very progressive at the time. Mm-hmm. It still is. Um, in fact, Gerard's daughters go there, which is kind of cool. We talked about that wow. one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so like when I started there when I was three, and I think at age age like four or five, like kindergarten or whatever, um, they busted out like celery sticks and these like plastic safety knives, mm-hmm. and we learned like how to like cut vegetables and stuff. Wow. So and my mom was 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 cooking. My grandma would always cook. You know, my dad loved to cook too. So I was just around it all the time, and I loved to cook. And like there'd be summer vacations or spring breaks where I would stay at home and 
my mom would be like, let's go. We would go to Soulard Market. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you want to eat for the week? Because mm. I, cause I was home all day. Yeah. And I would cook and I would burn the hell out of stuff and <laughs> set the smoke alarms off. Yeah. Just, just cooking and practicing. And it was just, you know, something that I was always interested in. Mm. Um, I just didn't know if I wanted to make, you know, a life out of it. And then the whole the whole bar nightclub scene came around and that was like, oh, yeah, party, yeah. party, you know, it's like, it was the same thing like being a chef, I get paid now, and it, it's my job to feed people and create memories, mm-hmm. with the nightclub thing, it was, it was, I, it's, it's my job to throw the best party I can, mm-hmm. so it was the same vision, just different medium, you know, one was like DJ's lights and a lot of booze, and now it's, you know, knives and pigs and lambs and vegetables, <laughs> so. Yep, and a lot of booze. Yeah, I always wanted to either be a chef or... Or I wanted to work for Jim Henson. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. nice. So do you, is your whole family good cooks? Um, we're all good at different things. Yeah. Um, do you but, have any particular memories from growing up? Stuff you would do or stuff someone would do? My grandma was always the, like, down home, like, potato salad, mm-hmm. you know, like, country style cooking. Um, my mom... What I love, what I learned from my mom was, because she was a single mom, it was myself and my older sister. Mm. Um, we were both in private schools too, you know, so there wasn't, you know, tons of money around. It was it was how to make stuff out of, you know, just, just basic stuff. You know, I, I, I could probably do 45 different things with a can of green beans. Hmm. Cool. You know? Awesome. Yeah, and, and that's what I learned from her, but I... The simp- it was it was the simplest stuff like hamburgers and mushroom gravy, <laughs> like hamburger patties. Cook them in a skillet, sure, and you yeah. dump in like a handful of mushrooms and like a can of beef gravy. And to me, like that's like death row meal, you know. <laughs> you know, is that and a box of Velveeta shells and cheese. Like my dad was always the cooking show cookbook, mm-hmm. you know, person. So when I'd go spend time with my dad, we'd watch Frugal Gourmet, we'd watch Julia Childs, we watch oh, yeah. Graham Kerr. Mm. You know, like like Sunday afternoons on Channel Nine growing up. Yep. You know, and so I learned like the the crazy cool stuff like sauteing and stuff like that from my dad. But my mom was like how to be resourceful and how to you know get the m- maximum flavor out of you know two or three things. Mm-hmm. So which help which, which helps in the kitchen because now it's like okay cool I've got two pounds of green beans left I've got I've got some bacon ends. You know, let's throw a dish together. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got it from from both sides, and that's what was really cool. Um, was my dad was very much like cookbooks and French technique, and you know, always had big knives and cutting boards. And my mom was like, "All right, we've got we've got six bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it'd be a table full of food, and it was all and it, you know, it was it was all amazing." Mm-hmm. So, awesome, very cool. Yeah, I know your mom tattoo on your arm there. Oh yeah, I've I've got the I've got the obligatory heart. Yeah. Tattoo that says mom on it. Yeah, awesome. So. Yeah, you have a lot of tattoos. Like, are they all like local? Uh, um, yeah, I've got I've got a couple people who I use around town. It just depends on what I want. Yeah, like who? Um, my buddy Dusto. He's at Tower Classic mm. in the Grove. He's my go-to for anything like Japanese or like traditional. So he did the 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 big koi fish on mm. my leg that's in progress. Yeah, that's, he did that. Really awesome. He yeah. did the. Snake and Skull. He's done a, a couple of my tattoos. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I just got, you know, just depends on people's style, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and what I want. Um, Mo Malone, she's like one of the best in in the world. 
Hmm. And she came back to St. Louis. She's at Ragtime over on Morgan Ford. Hmm. She's my, like, Mo, I've got this crazy custom idea. Hmm. Please help me bring it to fruition. And she sure, puts yeah. up with me, like, describing the stupidest tattoos ever. <laughs> and then she goes, all right, come back in a week. And and, and she, she draws what I pictured in my head. Yeah. That's you very know. cool. Yeah, so she's... Mo kills it. Uh, Matt Hodel at Ragtime cool. Dusto. There's a there's some really good shops out there. Cool, awesome. It just I, I tell people if you want a tattoo, go around the shops, look at portfolios. Mm-hmm. Don't ever pick anything off a wall. Mm-hmm. Fair you enough. know, like these people are artists. Like this is what they do. Like trust them. So here's my idea. What do you you know? Yeah, we've uh, looked in thoughts of being like we suck tattoos, but we're not sure. <laughs> I think you guys should do it. <laughs> well, the very least, not saying we suck, but something about me you know, like St. Louis and cooking, you know. Yeah. Because we definitely love the scene here. It's just it's, it's gotten so amazing. Like uh, the pa- you go back like five years ago, we didn't have things that are going on right now. No, you didn't. Um, a lot of people have 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 come back to St. Louis to do yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, really looking forward to Visia and seeing what. Michael and Tara yeah. do with that. Like, yeah. I'm super stoked on that. Um, I think the fact that we've been a flyover city and ignored for so long, we didn't have, there wasn't any pressure to follow trends. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. On one hand, when trends did, did come to St. Louis, they were five years late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like five years ago when I got back from France, I, I tried to open up a ramen shop. Mm-hmm. And all these investors I talked to were like, it'll never work, it'll never work. Mm-hmm. And now we've got like six opening up yeah, this year, yeah. yep. you know. So, but either way, I mean, it's cool. But yeah. the the fact the fact that we were ignored for so long just let us just incubate, yeah. You know this really awesome scene because there was no pressure to be like it to be like Chicago, New York. Yeah. Right. You know, it was it was we're St. Louis. Here's what we do. No one's looking at us anyway. So let's just go ahead and do yeah. some. <laughs> you know, let's 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 cook our food. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you know, and yeah. So we just like. They left us alone, and it and we just got to grow. It's like it's like proofing bread dough. You know, <laughs> if you don't mess with it, it's, it's just gonna sit there and grow and grow and grow. Mm. You know, to be become awesome bread. But if you sit there and just poke it and flip it around, you, you know, you're gonna end up with like a cracker. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the fact that we were ignored for so long, mm-hmm. and and being a flyover city, you know. They, there was no pressure to be like anyone else. We're like, all right, cool. Yeah, I think also, I mean, um, the attitude is not as competitive and cutthroat as some other places. No. Like, I mean, I could probably, and I'm sure if, if you ask other chefs this, I could pull up my phone now, text four chef buddies, be like, hey, man, I got a party tonight that, that just popped up. I need something. Mm-hmm. You know, and I could go and use someone's smoker if, if my smoker broke, or I could mm-hmm. go, you know, because there's, why compete? Like we're all we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, there's yeah. no point. Like, because oh, it's a small city. Mm-hmm. If one guy starts like shit talking to someone else, everyone's gonna find out about it within like yeah. 15 minutes. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. You know, so it's just we we there's there's no reason to not support each other. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a nice thing. It's good to see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, I mean, like, on on any given week, you go onto any chef's Instagram, and they're in someone else's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Taking a picture with them, or it's hey man, you yeah. know, like I've got this huge event off prem. Can I borrow two cooks? Yep. You know, like Chef Will Pelly, I called him last week. I was Great like, dude, guy. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm down two cooks right now. I need a mercenary. He's like, <laughs> he's yeah. like I'll be there in 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and we rocked the line on a yeah. Friday at Quincy. Cool. You know, I mean, I can use someone's smoker. I, I, 
I can call Max and say, hey, I need to use your circulator for a couple days. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's also what's made it so good is everyone supports each other. Everyone kind of yeah. looks out for each other and no one's really trying to stab anybody in the back. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do, they just kind of like fade out. Yeah. You know? And we've seen that as well. People who go negative, even like in the food writing community, tend to be a little bit ostracized in some degree. And yeah, I mean, there have been, you know, some chefs in the past that were just complete dicks to everyone and they were super cutthroat. Mm. They're not in this city. Their restaurants didn't last long. Mm. I don't know if it's mm. karma or yeah. like, or just the restaurant gods or whatever, but like, you know, the ones that were super cutthroat and just assholes to, to everybody, the restaurants closed and they're not here anymore. Yeah. You know, and better restaurants took the places of their restaurants. Mm. It's kind of like you get what you give. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I mean, if someone says, hey, man, I'm screwed. I need 10 pounds of carrots. I'll be like, I got four. Here you go. Yeah. You know, just get me on your next order. Sure. Yeah. You know, or like, hey, does anyone have some xanthan gum? Yeah, sure. You know, how much yeah. do you need? Mm-hmm. You know. That's cool. Yeah, also, re- we really love the uh, farm to table scene going on in the St. Louis. And like, where's some of your favorite farms or butchers around here? Um, well, butcher wise, I mean, Bolliard, he's a, he's a god. Um, I do all the butchering for us at Quincy because I was the butcher for the block. Right restaurants for a while. Um, when I first started at, at Quincy, uh, I was butchering for Mark and Brian. Those guys are awesome. The Block Super. Um, farms, I mean, such and such. Dave Autumn, they're like just the best people in the entire world. You'll hear great things about them. Yeah, they're super. They're, their pigs are like, they've got the Swabian Hall. Or they've got the Ferrari of hogs. <laughs> I mean, what makes them so special? Um, it's the breed. Um, and it's honestly, it's it's how they raise them, how, how they take care of them. The pigs get to be pigs. They get to roam, wander. Mm-hmm. They get fed well. They get taken care of. And it, it's it, it's proof that the better you treat your animals, the better end product they're going to be. They're good. Um, I deal a lot with um, Andy Ayers because he kind of sources from small farms mm-hmm. that couldn't necessarily like deliver. Sure. You know? So he'll send people to like Southwest Missouri mm. and buy product from from small farms, come back and sell them. Uh, Greg, the grower. He's a super, He's got some of the, the, the best produce I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool because we're in the middle of the country. We've got a climate that's good for growing all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so why not source locally? I mean, we get as much local stuff as we can. Um, we don't really tout it. You know, it's it's not this from this farm. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean, we're, we're I'm kind of obligated to give people the best product I can. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah but it's just. Good product, and it's it, it's people who care. Yeah. You know, like, if you care about the food you're growing, you can tell. Right. Since you um, joined Quincy, have you been really able to kind of make your mark on the place and do special things? Well, I was always kind of doing specials. I was a cook at Quincy for, like, seven months, and then Rick, Lewis, and Ari left to open Southern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chris Tyrone and myself, well, Chris was already doing the kitchen because Rick was running the front of house. Mm-hmm. So I stepped up as sous chef and Chris was like, all right, all the specials are yours. <laughs> you know, so we did like, like the pigskin ramen where it was half ramen noodles and we made noodles out of pigskins. Oh, wow. And like a super porky ramen. Wow, I had not um, heard about that. That's awesome. You know, we just have, we had fun with it. Um, Chris left uh, to go work for U.S. Foods back in November. That's what I took over the whole show. Um, mm-hmm. We made some changes for summertime. Mm-hmm. Trying to lighten everything up because we're kind of known for like really heavy, comforty food. Yeah. yeah. Mashed potatoes, gravy, stuff like that, which is fine. 
Um, I just think that we could offer a lot more and sure. be a bit more individual and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, like we pulled the fried chicken off off the menu for the summer because mm-hmm. like ten fried chicken restaurants yeah. opened up. That's the next big thing going on in St. Louis is fried chicken. Yeah, it's okay. It's fried chicken. Cool. Well, you guys can do fried chicken. I'm just going to take this, this these awesome chickens I get from Buttonwood Farms, mm. and we're just going to roast it and just do it really simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like roasted chicken with a panju. Like to mm-hmm. me, that's super universal. Yeah. Like fried chicken's not not everyone's going to want fried chicken. Sure, yeah. But a nice, just crispy, golden skin roasted yeah. chicken oh, with, yeah. like, with like some farro and vegetables, like you can't yeah. beat that with a stick. Yep. yep. You know, so it's, it's doing a bit... Not simpler food, because that kind of sounds, you know, negative. Just um, keeping it interesting and drawing inspiration from St. Louis. That doesn't mean we're putting, like, Provel in everything. <laughs> um, even though Provel is, like, a gift from heaven. You know, so we source from, like, we kind of just get ideas from, like, the different ethnic communities in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my prep guy... He's from Honduras, mm-hmm. and I asked him, like, where does he go to eat? And he told me about all these little tiny places, oh, yeah. and that's where we kind of put the, the churrasco tri-tip dish that's on the menu. That's kind of mm-hmm. where we got that from, was we spent a lot of time mm-hmm. down in Cherokee Street mm-hmm. and on the state streets, eating at these mm-hmm. little little tiny joints, sure. mm-hmm. you know, there. And then we got some stuff for fall that's going to kind of get into the more, like, Bosnian, um, mm-hmm. Balkan oh, influence cool. yeah. on the city. But it's still going to be, you know locally sourced as much as possible and sure. you know affordable and good it's just let's show off what what this city's about nice. you know cool. and we do have Provel we have a burger that's got Provel <laughs> and a toasted ravioli on it you know oh wow classic yeah. really I didn't know that yep. that's, that's hmm. cool let's try that out we, we've, we've got these custom gigantic toasted raviolis that Nona's wow. makes for us mm. and yeah so it's, it's a burger with marinara Provel and a toasted ravioli on it wow that's, yeah, that's St. Louis that's AF. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing better would be if I could figure out how to make a bun out of like gooey butter cake. Oh, yikes! Yeah. But that burger would probably kill you. Yeah, yeah. Like if you ate all that at once, like you would, you, you your heart would just stop. Yeah, yeah. Mm. be totally worth it though. Sure. Yeah. Was the kegs and eggs your idea? Uh, they've been doing kegs and eggs since Quincy started. Really? Um, cool. And then yeah, I, I just. I got to cook one, and then cons- and then do the menu for two of them. Nice. The last two uh, were the menu. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that's fun. It is. Kegs and eggs is like. Hmm. I look you tell forward. Tell a little bit what it what is it, and for those who don't. Know. Uh, kegs and eggs is our insane beer brunch that we do <laughs> once every four months for three hours. <laughs> it's from nine to noon. Uh, the next one will be probably beginning of November. Um, and we get some really awesome beers from local breweries. We get, we're working on getting like single kegs of stuff. Mm. So all the beers that we're going to have, it's the only keg. Mm. Like you can't get anywhere else. So you get, you you have to come to Quincy for it. And we try and just do the most ridiculously acidine, crazy breakfast food that we can think of. Yep. I really like the, uh, waffle cone full pulled, pulled pork dish. That was, uh, very great with the ISIS, uh, plain fancy, uh, with uh, I just playing fancy waffle cone, yeah, maple cotton candy. Yep, so poached egg. They were nice enough to zip out a, about a hundred waffle cones for us, and then I saw the cotton candy machine in their basement, and I was like, I want to borrow that too. <laughs> Evil grin. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was just like, how can we just have the, 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 
just the craziest shit possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've done like pulled pork filled cinnamon rolls. Oh my god! Before yeah. for yeah. A, um, we had like the the fancy schmancy Frito pie mm-hmm. at the one in March. Mm-hmm. So so we, the homemade Fritos thing was a complete disaster. because yeah. mm-hmm. it it took like two weeks to make all these Fritos and, <laughs> and I had them all in a bus tub and it was like. Four o'clock in the morning, I was prepping all night for kegs and eggs, and I dropped the bus tub. Oh. So I texted the owners. I was like, on your way in, get me 14 bags of Fritos. Because, like, they hit the floor, and I was just like, you're not going to Yeah, you're not going to pull the trigger, put them back in there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, nope, not even worth it. Yeah, like, fair just, enough. Absolutely. I was just like, go buy, go buy Fritos, you know? Yeah, it's the right move to me. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we just, it's, it's fun. Like, kegs and eggs has to be... Fun and crazy. It has mm-hmm. has to taste good, yeah. um, and we try and stretch our own comfort levels a little bit. Like, like the goat's milk yogurt, you know, that we made. Mm-hmm. That was a fun experiment, because you can't make goat's milk yogurt like you make regular yogurt. We found out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, which kind of I mean, it didn't really backfire. It just wasn't. It was still good. It just wasn't really yogurty. Mm. Mm. Wasn't okay. very thick. Okay. So. But we, we just have fun with it. We just try and do the, just the most wackadoo stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's always tater tots involved. Because mm-hmm. tater tots are like one of the greatest things yeah. on the planet. Those tots were really good. Yeah. I don't know what they were, but yeah, they were really good. We, we, we tried making our own tots. And with the amount that we go through on kegs and eggs, we would have mm-hmm. to start making them mm-hmm. like five months in advance and have yeah. one person just making tater mm-hmm. tots all day. Because mm-hmm. you got to make them by hand. And it's almost like rolling sushi. Hmm. Like, like you can't squish the potatoes together. Hmm. It has to be just enough to stick together. So it's, it's, it, yeah, it was good on paper. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea on paper. Yeah. Horrible execution. Mm. So. so how's that do you make a frito? Um, it's almost like making a tortilla. Hmm. So we figured out that a blend of cornmeal and masa with just the right amount of water, hmm. mixed it up and we just laid it out on sheet trays. Hmm. Threw it into a low oven to dry, dry just enough. So we, we experimented for like weeks on this. Mm. Wow! And then we take them, cut them, and then you just fry them. <laughs> we finally got ones they they tasted delicious. They were awesome. They were perfect. And then I dropped them all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, uh, eh. yeah. no use praying over spilled Fritos, yeah. I guess. But yeah, it, it, it's just fun, just mm. an experiment of like, yeah. let's try and make everything for cakes and eggs. Yeah. And then and then there's some things that are just better left to the professionals mm. like making tater tots yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah not about that anymore i will gladly just buy a case of tater tots <laughs> then sit there and hand roll five thousand of them yeah <laughs> yeah not good so then speaking of fun and interesting and epic meals i guess we first met you about like three or four months ago Feast of Kings. At the Duke yes. Saloon. Feast yes. of Kings. And which is sort of a, maybe a secretive event. I don't know. Can, can you divulge? What um, is Feast of Kings? Feast of Kings. We are Game of Thrones nerds. <laughs> um, we love that show. It started second season. Um, it's like ten of us. We just like roasted a pig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second Feast of Kings, we did a whole lamb. And then we made some breads and charcuterie and stuff. Mm. And then was the year of the suckling pigs. <laughs> Three suckling pigs, two roasted, and Max Krask took a completely boned out a suckling pig and then made about 25 pounds of pate grand mare and mm. stuffed the suckling pig with pate. Mm. 
Jeez. It was epic. Hmm. And so every year it's okay, how can we top this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this year was the triple crown roast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Which was the th- three tomahawk ribeyes, whole tomahawk ribeyes that we wired together. We had to manufacture the meat merry-go-round. So it, so it could slowly spin around a fire. I mean, yeah, it was, we always try and plan it out, like, yeah. but we always end up like the night before yeah. going, oh, we should probably start cooking, mm-hmm. you know, because it never works out. So we, it was that, and then we did a pork crown roast and then a lamb crown roast. We stacked them all up with layers of oyster stuffing in between. Yeah. I mean, the dozen bronzino cooked on sticks and yeah the charcuterie and the breads and, and the I oysters mean, and yeah like we go we go nuts um one of these years we'll break even <laughs> fingers crossed yeah. one of these years we'll break even um we just charge people just enough to you know to get our expenses back mm-hmm. um so we say you know it's 40 bucks a person or 60 bucks a person and True. it's an epic feast yep. um you have to leave with leftovers if you don't. Like we're like, please take food, because yeah. we, we don't want to throw it away. Yeah, absolutely. And then usually by midnight we end up finally having a, a few amount of people left, and then we watch Game of Thrones. Wow. And cool. we get all nerdy. Yeah. Yeah, and then we collapse for like three days because <laughs> yeah, because we'll, we'll spend eighteen hours cooking mm. for the thing. But yeah, it's 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 the feast of kings. Um, mm. I think we're gonna do like a GoFundMe kind of thing for the next one. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so we can, you know, but have like different donation levels. Like, yeah. you know, if you donate, you know, you know, ten dollars, we'll give you a sticker. If you go donate forty bucks, you get in, you know, that's your that's your ticket. Mm-hmm. Donate X amount, we'll get like T-shirts made, or you know, you know, if you don't donate a hundred dollars, something super fun and wonderful will happen to you. Yeah. You get to wear a yes. neat dress. So you just make an yeah. outfit out of yeah. food. Like, like, okay, you gave us 500 bucks. We're, we're going to, here, here's a crown. We'll find a throne, <laughs> you know, and like, and like people will feed you. Yeah. Like, something like that. It's just, it's fun. Um, it's, there's five of us that do it. Four of us are chefs. Mm-hmm. So it's Max and myself, our friend Sean, who's the chef at Frontenac Hilton. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Ben, who's the chef at Renaissance Airport. Mm. And then Matt Deutschman, who's a partner in the ice cream mm. shop. But he makes, like, some of the most insane breads ever. Mm. Mm. So we're like, Matt, you're on breads. Because we, we don't like baking. Yeah. At all. So yeah, it, it's the, the five of us. And then, I mean, people come in and help. My girlfriend, at the time, she did, like, the lemon cake and the pear tarts and, and all that stuff. Like Those were good, I remember. You those. know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, just... just Chef friends just show up and say, what do you guys need? And we'll put mm-hmm. them to work, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning fish or moving firewood. And we just have a good time and everyone shows up and we always unveil the meat masterpiece. And then we all go sit outside for half an hour and not talking. No, we don't talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like it's quiet time for the chefs. And then we eat, we drink a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we killed like three 1.75s of Jack Daniels Very good. before the meat came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's just it's it's we're doing what we love for a nerdy show that we love, and yeah. and, we, and we get to feed people. And I mean, there's, I'm not too humble to be like it's pretty cool when like we bring we we work all this hard and we bring out the meat masterpiece, mm-hmm. and everyone's like it was half an hour of folks taking pictures. They got their phones out, they're Instagramming, mm-hmm. you know, you know they're taking selfies with like a mountain of meat. <laughs> it's like meat selfie, you know. But I mean, it's it's. It's cool because it's it, it's our friends, it's our family. Mm-hmm. 
and it's Game of Thrones. Like oh. every Sunday, we're over we're over at the Duke watching Game of Thrones on the big screen. Wow, very cool. Yeah, like like phones get turned off, put away. Mm. Max makes a round of liquid nitrogen martinis for everyone, and then we Ooh, watch. Wow. Yeah, you haven't had a martini until you've had a nitro martini. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I haven't that's had very one cool. of those yet. Yeah, mm. they're good, but they go down really easily. I bet. Mm. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. yeah, and then we just nerd out and, and watch Game of Thrones. Awesome. I think I just got like two questions left for you. Unless you know, we'll just keep talking or something. But, um, do you have any ask asks or requests for the people listening? Trust the chefs and trust the cooks. Hmm. If you have a, a true, honest to God food allergy. By all means, let us know. We will accommodate you. We will scrub the kitchen if we have to. But it's this weird double-edged sort of like I believe in hospitality and people having a great experience. But at the same time, we do this for a living. So when you come in and, and you say, "Hey, I want," you know, "I want the roasted chicken," but can I get the potatoes from the tri-tip with the sauce from the trout? All it, mm-hmm. it, it's like. We work really hard to like engineer these dishes so they're balanced. They've got they're balanced with texture, flavor, temperature, like this is what we do. Trust us and know that our goal is for you to have the best time possible. They just just trust. And people need to stop freaking out about pig head. Our toasted raviolis at Quincy, they're hog head toasted raviolis. People think that like the pig's head, like it's not like the brain. Yeah. yeah. You aren't like gonna find a tooth in your toasted ravioli. Like it's pork. Mm-hmm. It's meat. It's just like any other part of the pig, only it's the best meat on, on a pig is in your yeah. head. Yeah, like uh, the cheeks on fish. Yeah. People need to expand their comfort zones mm-hmm. and picky eaters. Like, life's too short to be that, like, just constrained on, I only eat this, this. Now, why? There's a whole wide world out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one day, like, a meteor might hit and there'll be no chicken fingers left. <laughs> what are you going to do then? <laughs> Starve? <laughs> like, I know some people that would. You know. Oh yeah, I know. I've got yeah, I know plenty of people who like if there were no chicken nuggets left in the world, they would just curl up in a ball and wait for for death. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like just trust us. Try new things. Mm-hmm. This whole thing of oh, I love my food. I I, I don't want to know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Or like like I'll get you know a half a pig in from Larry at Black Spring Farms and I'll post a picture of it on Facebook or Instagram and half the folks are like that's so cool that's a beautiful looking hog and the rest are like that's so gross mm-hmm. it's like no that's, it, it, it's your food yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. would you rather see a bunch of boxes that are covered in ice that say pork no like I, I'd rather see the pig yeah. you know and that's what's really cool about what a lot of people are doing now in St. Louis is, is we're getting you know there's ways to get super awesome product. But people need to know that, hey, this was an animal. Yeah. Like, th- this thing died so you can eat it. Exactly. It's it's up to us as the chef and the consumer and the cooks. Be respectful and use the, the entire animal. Yeah. Use the whole thing. And people are just picky eaters. Yeah. Like, pig head or... We did a lamb, like, a couple weeks ago. And it had the kidneys. Mm. And folks are like, lamb kidneys, that's disgusting. So I just like secretly like out of the way like did this old French lamb kidney dish like on toast with like white wine and mustard mm. herbs and I just put it in the window. Yeah. And restaurant people, you know, you, you, you kind of like scavengers. Like you, 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 there's a, a plate of food sitting around and it's like you just kind of swim by, take a sniff at it. And you're, you're like, What's this? I was like, oh, I just, I'm 
I'm, I'm testing a recipe. Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. So I've got all the servers, all the cooks, everyone just like digging in. Mm-hmm. So like, man, what was it? I was like, you guys just ate lamb kidneys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and half of them were like, that's gross. I went, you just told me it was delicious. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. don't lie to me. Yeah. You know, it's like, expand your comfort. Life's way too short to be narrow in terms of food or in terms of the music you listen to. Like, be be worldly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so much better of a life. You know, and eat offal, eat organs. Organs are, are, they're good for you, they're tasty. If you cook them right, you know, they're awesome. Yeah. You know, that was a big thing I picked up in France was just like, mm-hmm. was, was offal. Like, mm-hmm. my, my favorite dish in the world is lamb feet and lamb stomach. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's stuffed with bacon, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, don't be narrow. Trust your chef. Trust your server. Like, take all the thinking out of it. The biggest gripe that I had from people at when I was at Herbie's, where they're like, "I don't get it. Mm-hmm. What? Like, you physically like they didn't bring you the food? They're like, no, <laughs> I didn't get your dish. I said, okay, well, did it taste good? They're like, oh, it's delicious. I said, was it appealing to your eye? When it, oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's where it that that's where it stops. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to, yeah. like. I think food culture being so big now is awesome, but at the same time, we're it's food. Yeah, like absolutely. like, um, like the stuff that you guys do, like showcasing, you know, small local places and making food approachable and fun. I'm all about that. But like, people would like come in and be like, I don't, I don't understand this dish. Mm-hmm. I said, fork. Food, yeah. mouth, chew, yep. swallow. Like, it's food, man. Yeah. Like, like, I love what I do. I love. I'm a food nerd. I can talk about food for hours. <laughs> Ask any of my ex girlfriends. I hate it. They <laughs> um, like food again. <laughs> They're talking for four hours about soybeans. Uh-huh. Um, but it's food. Um, doesn't matter if you eat at the French Laundry, at Quincy Street Bistro, or like McDonald's. Yeah. Not to sound be unclassy, but eight hours later, it's all the same. We've got this moment to make your to build memories and build experiences. Mm-hmm. That's our moment, man. Like sitting at a restaurant and analyzing every little bit of the food, you're ignoring the people you came there with. Relax, enjoy. It, it's hospitality. You know, it's our job to get make you comfortable, fit, feed you get you lubricated if you want to get lubricated <laughs> and to create memories and experiences well part of that's not all on us part of that's on the diner you came there with people mm. talk to them yeah. like if you love food talk to them about the food but like but don't lose sight of its fellowship its community its food its dining it's it's the experience don't narrow your vision to where you're I don't understand your kind it's food <laughs> Like that's a carrot. <laughs> that's rabbit. Yeah. Like it's food, man. Yeah, like, absolutely. Eat it. If it's delicious, it's delicious. If it's yeah. not delicious, then you know. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's food. Like dial it back a little bit. Like sure. we're kind of there's a lot of people are on like eleven when it comes to food right now. It's yeah. like man, seven or an eight, you're perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, but just don't lose sight of why you go out to eat. Like I saw this documentary about these high-end food bloggers that only go to, like, three Michelin star places around the world. Yeah. Mm. And they're eating in the best restaurants in the world. 
and the entire time they're eating, they have a notepad and like a four thousand dollar camera. Like it's like, dude, you sixty people have been here since seven o'clock in the morning, working on that. Yeah. yeah. Like they spend more time coming up with like emotional, you know, adjectives to yeah. to describe this food. It's like, dude, there's there's forty back waiters. There's the support staff. There's all yeah. the cooks. Like, you're here to have this amazing experience. Don't get lost yeah. in your in your you know in your camera. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I like about you guys. You guys come in to the restaurant. I see photos, but I also see clean plates. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, no problem with that. Yeah, like you know, like it's it's cool. Snap, snap, post, post, chow down. Yes, like absolutely. you know, be, because you're there for a reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and these people who spend thousands of dollars on meals to literally sit there and not appreciate it yeah and then appreciate the hard work of the entire team that's been working 16 hours a day so you can come in and have this opulent experience Mm -hmm. open yourself up to the experience like take a photo cool Mm -hmm. i'm a big proponent if i ever open my own restaurant i'm gonna have photos of every dish Mm -hmm. and if and you know if you want to grab a quick one on your phone but I'll, I'm going to take really nice photos of all the food. I'll, I'll just give you a thumb drive or, or I'll, give you, I'll give you a link and you can sure. be like, okay, what did I have tonight? You know, be like, you had, you know, here, here's our current menus photos are online. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful, like nicely yeah. done photos, you know, so you can relax and enjoy the food, enjoy the company, enjoy, you know, fellowship of people. I don't know. You just need to kind of relax on this whole, like enjoy food. If, if food's your hobby, if food's your life, be passionate about it. Yeah. But you've got to be a realist. It's food. Mm-hmm. When you start enjoying talking about food and photos of food more than you actually enjoy eating food. Sure. Yeah. It's it's not balanced. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's food. It's delicious. Enjoy it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Savor it. Well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because we work hard. You know? Animals get, gave their life for it. So yeah. just... Just downshift a couple gears and relax. And relax, enjoy your time. Let us worry, you know, about it. Don't look for every little thing that you can yelp about. Like, another thing. Talk to a manager. If you have a problem, yeah. talk to a manager. Mm-hmm. Don't say everything is fine and then blast me on Twitter or on Yelp mm. after the fact. Sure, yeah. If there's a problem, we will fix it. We will make it right. Mm-hmm. You know? Or give us a chance, give us a second chance, be like, hey, come back in a couple weeks, dinner's on us, we'll give you a bottle of wine, we screwed up, let us make it up to you. Mm-hmm. And said people go, oh, no, everything was great, fine. And as soon as they walk out the door, their phone's in their hand, and they are just like eviscerating the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, do, I definitely hate that kind of attitude. Sometimes I will be like, something's all fine, sometimes, but I won't go and blast people, we always go positive, we never say anything negative yeah. about a place. We'll probably, I mean, we'll, generally we'll like talk to people we know. At the restaurant, or some, have we ever actually complained? I don't know. No, I mean not online. You know, no, not online. No, talk to someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's why we're we're here. Like, if you had an issue with your experience, I mean, there's some stuff that's 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 out of our control. Sure. Like you order the burger that's covered in black pepper, and it was too spicy for. It's covered in black pepper. It says right there on the menu. Yeah. Like we could easily say, hey, we'll fire you a new one with with. With less pepper on it. How about that? Mm-hmm. Instead, th- this person just decided to sit there, <laughs> arms crossed, yeah. not not eating their food. Yeah. And we're like, we want you to eat. Mm-hmm. 
and not just sit there while your two uh, two friends eat. Like, what else would you like? We'll take care of it for you. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm fine. Mm. Five five minutes after they <laughs> left, every <laughs> every review site had a shitty review from this guy. Yeah. yeah. So we went, no, uh-uh. We, we replied. Oh, wow, wow. Like, it was on our Facebook. I was like, wife ordered this, and it was too spicy, and they wouldn't do anything about it. We're like... Like, we took a picture of the menu and said, black pepper crusted burger. <laughs> like, my wife hates blue cheese. You ordered the burger with the blue cheese on it. <laughs> like, if you don't like blue cheese, like, I'll gladly not put blue cheese on a burger for you. Yeah. You know, like, you say, oh, can I get extra bacon? I would love, I will give you as much bacon as you want to pay for. <laughs> Here, I'll stack it up with bacon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just l- let us ha- sure. create a great experience for you. Yeah, awesome. You know, and yeah, just... Relax and talk to a manager. Yelp. I, I think Yelp is like the worst thing in the entire world. Mm. Or if you have something negative, be constructive about it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, if you have a problem, have a solution to it. Yeah. You know, don't be like, well, I just didn't like this. So I'm giving you one star. Yeah. It's like, okay. If you go on, I think it's Pappy's mm. Yelp site. Mm-hmm. Someone left them a one star review. Her first sentence well, I'm a vegetarian. However, I was like, you went to a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. yeah. You one-starred Pappy's mm. because they only had three vegetarian. It's a barbecue joint. Yeah. Yeah. You went to a place that is all about meat cooked for a long time. A lot of meat cooked for a very long time. Yeah. Like, it, they're not a one-star business. It's like, it's like I'm not going to go to Red Lobster if I'm allergic to fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to order crab legs from a dive bar in South City. Like, <laughs> come on. Seriously. Like, okay. This same person reviewed us and left some horrible, horrible uh, review. Reviewed Southern that was like, well, I don't eat chicken. It's like, you went to a. a f- uh, oh, yeah. Um, like, oh, honey. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, hush, please. <laughs> You know, People need to lighten up. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, like she went to some ice cream joint. She's like, well, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> I'm like, maybe every restaurant in this city is not horrible. Maybe you were just a horrible person that needs to crawl back under whatever rock you came out from. Like, you know, stay at home. Yeah. Cook at home. Yeah. Or start your own restaurant. Yeah. Exactly. And let yeah. me know when you open up, because I guarantee you, I'll find something. You know, yeah, it's just like, why be negative? Like, yeah, exactly. I we agree. It's, yeah, it's kind of our main yeah. attitude. We try to really be positive and just really just, you know, if we don't like a place, we won't write about it. And like, uh, or like I said, we'll talk to people directly. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 only going to make things better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, being negative and just blasting people's hard work. Because nowadays with, me, with, with, with social media and stuff, you can ruin someone's business. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the RFT, if you want to go try doing that. Now, like, submit your list of the most overrated restaurants yeah. in St. Louis. Oh my god, that pissed well, me off so bad. Backfired on him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, thank, thank god. Yeah. That was like Bugs Bunny putting his finger in Elmer Fudd's shotgun. It went yeah. straight back in their face. Yeah. Because everyone said, okay, we're, we're going to pull your advertising. Why be negative? Yeah. There's no point in being exactly. negative. Like, yeah. we're all here to make a living, cook good food, yeah. like, make our city better, and you want to just rip it apart? Like, yeah. like, you could shut someone down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, People mortgage their homes for their business. Like yeah. you could ruin someone's life yeah. because you wanted to get 
5,000 clicks. Exactly. It, yeah. It's like... That's the thing we don't like about a lot of the food writing in the area, is that a lot of the writers seem to be... Well, probably most of the places, but they seem to be very callous. They don't really care. There's someone's livelihood. There's someone's art. There's someone's, you know... Yeah. I mean, like, give me your, your personal opinion on your experience that day. Hmm. Like, well, I went there. I thought the AC was too cold. Hmm. Not this restaurant is freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, but you probably keep your house at, like, 84. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, going back to, like, my, you know, this, my ex-fiance or whatever, like, our, our our joke was that she would get cold when it was 73 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, if you get cold when it's 73 degrees, like, that's you. Hmm. I don't want to sit in a restaurant in the middle of summertime and have it be 75 in the hmm. restaurant. But your ex-fiance wasn't the Yelp reviewer, was she? Um, I'm like 80% sure it wasn't. Okay. No, I'm just so, no, it's not. That was a joke. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's your personal opinion. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're one of like the big ones, like Sam Sifton or something like that, okay, cool, by all means. Like, yeah. But, you know, everyone can have a blog. It's, it's your personal, it's personal for everyone. Yeah. I'm not going to go to a place that has cuisine that I don't like because I'm not going to have a good time. Exactly. You know, like, why would I, because I, I, I hate mangoes. Mm. Like, I think mangoes are like the most vile thing on the planet. Really? Wow. Can't stand mangoes. Mm. Nuh-uh. I don't even like looking at them. Maybe you never had a good one. <laughs> that, but, but see, maybe I, maybe I haven't. Maybe only having mangoes in St. Louis, you mm. know, you know, I haven't like gone to like the Dominican and picked one off a tree. Fair enough. I, I could be <laughs> completely, completely wrong about mangoes, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to order a mango dish or a mango drink. Yeah, and then complain about it. Yeah, yeah. and go, this drink was horrible. No, you just don't like mangoes. <laughs> like, yeah. You dummy. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like, there's a light socket. Put your finger in it. Oh. <laughs> On that note. Yes. Chris. Hey, where, where can people find you in person? Your, your delightful persona. In um, person and online. Yes, my, my, <laughs> Um, I'm Quincy Tree Bistro. We're at 6931 Grabway. Uh, Grabway and Loftboro. It's the biggest cross street. Um, look for the huge parking lot across from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. We got lots of parking. Um, we're closed on Sundays. I'm there usually every other day. Um, I, I was f- formerly the big bearded tattooed guy. Mm. Yes. But I was about to now say, you're yeah. Shorn. Shorn is the proper word for that. Yeah. Uh, that was like 10 years of beard that just went away. Oh, wow. It was for charity yesterday, though. Oh, so, right. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And myself, thing. Bob Rizal, and a whole bunch of other chefs. I we saw, all got together. And... I saw Allison Mace from Sauce. You know, the owner of Sauce was uh, shaving heads. Oh, yeah. Allison rolled up with like a car full of school supplies. Nice. Oh, nice. Because yeah. our goal was 2,000 pieces with like an hour to go. We, we were halfway there. We're like, well, we still got a thousand pieces. Mm. We won't have to shave our heads or our faces. It'll be great. And then Allison shows up. <laughs> She's like <laughs> laughing the whole time. She goes, she, goes, she goes, oh, this is happening today. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. So I mean, like it was, it was Tom Halaska and Dan Sammons from a uh, Demon Oyster Bar, mm. uh, Bob from Burden Barrel, yeah. Mike Craig from Gorilla, myself, Will Pelly, a couple guys from Earthbound Brewing, mm. um, Ryan McDonald from Burden Barrel and Good Fortune coming up. Mm. Yeah, we all just kind of went out, and within one week, we got almost 3,000 pieces of uh, school supplies awesome. for kids in the city, and awesome. we we all got shorn. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I've, I, I haven't felt my face in, like, 11 years. Does it feel really weird? 
it, it, it's not fun at all. Mm. Like, I you lo- like you I, lost your fingers or something? I, I feel like Samson when his golden locks of uh. power were cut off. Like, <laughs> like I, I just feel this like, so, I don't know. I'm no longer the burly bearded tattoo. I'm now just a regular tattooed guy. Mm. But I'm always running around the restaurant. Um, we open at 11.30 every day. <laughs> um, kitchen closes at 10 uh, uh, during the week and 11 on the weekends. Um, we got special events. Uh, QuincyStreetBeastRow.com. We have our Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, we we have to step our Twitter game up. We're kind of slacking, but Instagram is always a fun one. Oh yeah, that's that's place for food. The, cool, because they gave me the password for it. So oh cool. Most of like the really stupid goofy stuff you see on Instagram, that's 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 on me. <laughs> um, then Facebook, of course. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. Um, sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. My personal Instagram, C Ladley. You never know what you're going to find on that. <laughs> but yeah, we're, you know, um, we, we have a private event space upstairs that people don't really know a lot about. Oh. Um, we had like a 40 person wedding rehearsal on Friday. Oh, wow. Cool. So we can do, we, we can accommodate groups of up to like 100. Wow. That's really neat. Um, cool. Buffet, sit down, plated, whatever. Nice. We got it. So. Sweet. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Chris, thanks for coming by. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah. This, I had a blast. This is one of the best. This, is good. this is one of the most I should have brought more had. beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. We we can have a round two sometime. Yeah, I'll, I'll just you know, yeah, I'll bring a bottle of whiskey next time. Make it really fun. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. High fives. Boom. High fives. Awesome. Is all the beer gone? Yeah, I drank it all. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Chris Ladley. Are you enjoying our interviews? The people, the folks that we've had come by to chat with us. If you haven't yet, would you mind leaving us a rating and review through iTunes? That would be really cool if you could help us out. Thank you. Please come back next week. We're going to have three people come by who are head of one of the hottest new spots. That's kind of weird to say hottest new, but it is one of the hottest new spots in St. Louis that's opened recently. So you should come back next week and listen to it. In the meantime, though, as always... Go out there and eat stuff. Thanks, guys. Take it easy.